Hello and welcome to the Knight Rider Podcast. My name is Sean D. Knight and this is a show that will focus on my journey to become an author through independent publishing, discussions about my current writing project, and the art of writing. It is my hope that this podcast will help me to further my writing and that you will join me on this journey as I attempt to write and complete my first novel and that this podcast will inspire you to write and publish your own story as well. In this episode, I will be talking about my second week of live writing, why I use a pen name, a new idea for the stream, and I explain why I use the term video game-esque to describe my novel. So let's go on this journey together as we write some magic. It is June 4th, 2018, as I am recording episode 3 of the Night Rider podcast. The second week of streaming the writing process on Twitch has been successful in terms of word count goals, but not viewers. I've been coining the term live writing instead of live streaming since people would assume that I stream video games or stream in the IRL channel, aka in real life channel. So I figure if I use the term live writing, then people won't think that I am a video game or IRL streamer. Now, last week I talked about how I kept increasing my word count goal for each session because I was hitting it well before the two-hour stream would be over. I am proud to say that I was able to hit the 2,000 word count goal for each session and that my novel currently sits at 10,100 words at the end of my second week since I started writing. However, the problem is that I have written only two chapters and I am still writing the second one. My thoughts on this is that I might have to cut them both in half and make four chapters, but we shall see when the time comes during the editing process. It might be that my original goal for the book, which is going to be around 50,000 words, will be surpassed easily. And I am perfectly fine with that. The 50,000 word goal was the minimum I wanted for the book, so the fact that I could easily do more than that makes me happy, though that means I'll be spending more time writing the first draft than I was expecting to. As for viewers, there were some who popped in randomly, but never said anything and quickly left. I did have one returning viewer, Chronotime, who interacted with me on Tuesday and made the stream more lively. So I still need to figure out what I can do to get people to visit my stream, not leave, and get them involved. I did come up with one idea for the stream. The idea is to invite some other writers and readers onto the stream, and we look at a section of what I've written and completely dissect it and figure out a way to improve it. I figured this could be entertaining for the viewers, painful for me, but in the end, it could help improve the novel and my writing skills. Essentially, it is a live editing and live beta reading session. So let me know what you think of this idea in the comment section or via Twitter, Facebook, or our Discord channel, and I'll be sure to provide links to all of this in the video description. Now, speaking of our Discord channel, just want to give a quick shout out to Tina Ling, who was offered a publishing deal for their work. We had a great discussion about what to look for when signing a deal with a traditional book publisher. So congratulations to Tina Ling on the deal. If you are interested in reading some of this author's work, they have several web novels that you can read online, and I'll post links to them in the description. Also, feel free to drop into our Discord channel and offer them congratulations on the deal. Now... I've only just started to be active in some of the writing communities on Reddit. I've been a long-time lurker, but am now a recent commenter, and one thread that piqued my interest was about pen names. 
In this post, the author talked about how much time they had spent trying to come up with a pen name and was asking for help. So it got me thinking about my gnome de plume and how I came up with it. Reading about the author's struggle with choosing a pen name, I have to say that I got off easily. Ever since I was a kid, I dreamed of being a writer and decided that I would have my own gnome de plume. For personal reasons, I knew that I would never use my real name. And many authors publish their work under pen names. George Orwell, Ayn Rand, Mark Twain, Robin Hobb, and Stan Lee are all pen names. So what are some of the reasons that authors tend to publish under a pen name? Sometimes it is because of family. They want to keep their lives private, especially that of family members, or perhaps dependent on the genre you write in, you might not want your friends, family, and neighbors to know it is you. I think in many of the cases, it is simply to try and stand out among other authors, uh, to have a recognizable name that people can instantly remember. In essence, it is all about brand recognition. For myself, I wanted a name that reflected who I was. So I stuck with my first name, Sean. Then I chose Knight because I had always admired the romanticized concept of knights. You know, a person who was loyal, honorable, steadfast, a warrior. Traits that I tried to live up to in my life. Thankfully, I had the foresight that I wouldn't be the only person who would or had used Knight in their pen name. Since I had a middle name, I decided to add a middle initial. But what initial? I think this part is where I agonized most back then until I decided to focus on the letter D. Now, whenever they pronounce Sean D. Knight, it sounds either like Sean the Knight or Sean the Knight. Though the more clever people I have interacted with over the years like to think it stands for But it doesn't matter. I have been happy with my pen name and am proud of it. It stands out. People will get a positive impression of it and I hope it is instantly memorable. If I were to offer some advice to those of you struggling with whether or not to use a gnome de plume. Think of the possible effects becoming a published author could have on your private life and those of the people around you. Is your real name one that will stand out among the crowd and stick in a reader's brain? And for those of you struggling to come up with a pen name, think about a name that is a play on something that you love, admire, or are passionate about. Or pick a last name that shares the first letter of your first name. For example, the author's first name on the Reddit that inspired me to talk about my pen name was Hannah, so I suggested to her Hannah Harkness as a potential pen name. Though, as a tip, I would suggest you Google any name you decide upon to make sure it hasn't been taken. Otherwise, you'll have to work hard so that your name appears before the other person in a Google search. Because that is a very important factor when it comes to being an established author. Pen names are a way of establishing a brand as well as provide a bale of anonymity for the author. Branding is very important and, in my opinion, essential for anyone who wants to be an independent author and publisher. But we can talk about that in another episode. When pitching Forget Me Not Father, I tend to say that it is a medieval fantasy video game-esque novel. But what do I mean by saying that the story will be video game-esque? What I mean is that it will take some of the basic game concepts from RPGs and try to incorporate those elements into the story that would make sense. Though, if you listen to episode 1 of the podcast, you shouldn't be surprised at this since the idea for this novel originated as an idea for a video game first. Now, I would have to say that one of the main staples of an RPG is the upgrade system. This particular feature focuses on improving your weapons and armor, and it is a way to get the player to spend more time playing the game so that, if they want to progress, they need to gather materials to upgrade or craft better weapons and armor. It tends to be a fundamental part of the majority of RPGs and video games in general. So, how is I going to incorporate this particular feature into my story? 
In order to incorporate this particular RPG trait, I needed to devise a logical reason for it to exist. Yes, this is a medieval fantasy setting with magic in it, but that doesn't mean I can't try to have things make sense. Trying to bake this into the story, I realized that I needed to construct a basic history for the land this would all take place in, but that history would need to also give credence to a video game system that requires players to upgrade their weapons and armor. Enter the Goblins. When it comes to goblins and orcs, they tend to be used as cannon fodder in the majority of games, books, movies, and TV. They are essentially the go-to race when authors seem to need an obstacle for the main character when a dark lord or wizard is involved. But very rarely are there instances that goblins have evolved beyond their role as the cliché dark lord's minions. So I wanted to flesh out the idea that the goblins were able to create their own society and coordinated themselves into their own nation. Once done, their first move was to attack and take over a dwarven kingdom. Unfortunately for the rest of the continent, that dwarven kingdom was a primary supplier of iron and steel. Without access to iron and steel, the kingdom in which the main character lives relies on bronze and copper for construction, weapons, and armor. Iron is a rare commodity that only the rich can afford, but when found, is used to outfit the most elite troops in the kingdom. This one little point in history has vast repercussions throughout the story, especially in the current time and location of the main character. With a simple idea, I've created an interesting history for the local kingdom and the entire continent while introducing an evil race that can influence the main character's story progression. This idea allows me to further integrate an RPG's upgrade system into the novel by allowing the main character the opportunity to equip herself with better armor and weapons as the story progresses. In fact, the desire to have a better weapon becomes a key characteristic for the main character that I will talk about in a future episode that will focus exclusively on her. There are other elements one could take from RPGs, such as the party system that includes builds such as a warrior, wizard, rogue, etc. In this case, as of right now, it will be the warrior, wizard, and tactician that will make up the party. In this case, I'm trying to keep the number of characters very low. Potions would be another RPG element in this story. After all, this story will have a wizard and thus giving me the excuse to include magical potions for healing and other aspects. The magic system itself is something that I will have to talk about in further detail in a future episode. Obviously, magic plays a large part in this story, but I do want to try and keep the use of it down to a minimum as much as possible. But there is another RPG trait that gamers all know about, and that is the never-ending quests. I plan to have a number of mini-quests in the novel meant to sidetrack and delay the main character on her quest to cure her father. As each quest is introduced, the stakes get higher until at some point the main character will have to make some hard decisions. There's also the leveling up system when it comes to RPGs, however, I am indecisive at this point whether or not I want Laura to learn magic along the way. In the first chapter of the novel, we see your father in action as he uses a number of magical moves against the Dark Wizard, but I don't want that for Laura. At least, not yet. She's going to grow in a different way, and I don't want magic getting in the way of her development. Though I could argue that in the father's case, he's going through a de-leveling process. So, what other RPG elements come to mind when you think about video games? Let me know in the comments on Twitter or our Discord channel, and feel free to let me know what you think of my solution to incorporating the RPG's upgrade system into the novel. Thank you for listening to the Knight Rider Podcast. I hope you have enjoyed this show, and if you would like to learn more about the current project, contact me or join a community of fellow aspiring writers and enthusiasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Knight. join our Discord channel, an invite link will be provided in the description of the show, 
Or you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Knight, where I will be streaming the writing process for my current project every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Goodbye, and go write some magic. <laughs>